Today, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We believe in the literal death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. His body was broken. His body was laid in a tomb. His body was healed and made whole again. And we are called to live like Jesus, which means living out our faith with our spirits and in our bodies. Being a Christian isn't about daydreaming about the faraway paradise. Being a Christian is about believing in a God who raises the dead. It's about imitating this God who demonstrated his own love for us by laying down his life out of love. It's about following God, yes, with our spirits and what we believe, that's important, but also with our bodies, how we live and move and have our being. Our Christian spirituality, we often end up living a disembodied kind of faith. We end up elevating spiritual things over the physical things. I mean, praying is more holy than playing, right? Going to church is definitely more holy than taking a walk, right? Reading our Bibles is more holy than playing a game with our kids, right? <clears throat> Taking communion is more holy than making a PB&J for lunch, right? We believe God is present with us in this table, this holy communion. He does a spiritual work in us as individuals and us as a corporate people. This weekly discipline of confessing together and celebrating together of coming to his table together is a holy and sacred practice. But making a PB&J can also be a holy moment. Because in those moments in my kitchen, using a slice of this very same bread, spreading the peanut butter and another with the strawberry jam, the made from the strawberries that we picked last summer with Owen and Alyssa, I have an opportunity to be present to God with my body, to be present to Jesus, because he is with me in that kitchen, to find Jesus in my interactions with my daughters. When I open myself up to God's presence in the most mundane of tasks, I am changed. I'm just a little more whole. After Jesus' body was pierced and broken, his literal body was made whole again, healed in the resurrection. Amen? The same Jesus who brought healing and wholeness to the hurting people in Jerusalem, to the broken people, the blind, the poor, the lame, the bleeding, this same Jesus wants to heal us physically, and spiritually. He wants to heal your brokenness. What in you needs healing? This day, this Resurrection Sunday, is an invitation to allow Jesus to knit us back together, to make us whole, spiritual and physical beings. 
This Resurrection Sunday is a chance for us to be honest with ourselves and with others and with Jesus. Where are you broken? What bitterness is eating away at us? What jealousy or anger simmers? What sadness or grief do we hold on to? What hope for the future are we afraid to put words to? And as that healing begins, as we name those desires or those hurts, Jesus begins to heal us, and then we can take that healing out into our world, into our peanut butter and jelly-making kitchens, into our workplaces, into our classrooms. Because being a Christian isn't just about what you believe. It's about what you do. It's a physical thing. It's about going and doing and following and healing and serving like Jesus. So do you actually believe that Jesus intends for us to actually follow him like his disciples actually followed him? Think back just for a moment to Christmas, the incarnation, Jesus born a human baby. In Christ's birth, God linked the spiritual with the physical. The divine became limited and human. When Jesus was born as a baby, our God became flesh and he reminded us that our physical bodies are good. God saw all that he had made and it was good. Very good. In the pains of Mary's labor, in the tears and the moans, in the vulnerability and the physicality of it, in the very literal flesh and blood of childbirth, Mary partnered with Jesus to bring life. Every woman, as she gives birth, gets to link arm and aim with God in bringing his kingdom to earth. This physical act is, in fact, very spiritual. And then the road to the crucifixion, just days ago, on Palm Sunday, we watched as the crowded streets adored and honored Jesus, King of the Jews, Hosanna in the highest and then later in the week, Jesus kneels on the cold, hard ground and serves his friends by scrubbing the dirt and the manure and the street whatever off of their dirty feet. Feet? Feet. <laughs> Love itself became the least. And within hours of this gesture of truest friendship, truest love in his last supper, Jesus is alone, deserted and betrayed by his friends. He cries tears with such angst that his body drips blood. I don't know about you, but have you have, I have made myself sick from crying. I have often given myself a bloody nose from sobbing so hard. So in those moments in the garden, Jesus' experience was spiritual, but it was very physical. Jesus knew what was next. He was terrified of it. Yet he was courageous enough to move forward. He was honest about his fears and his loneliness. About his agony. 
Jesus, God himself, knows our limitations, knows our human experience, and became obedient to death for the sake of our healing and our wholeness. So yes, this Holy Week was spiritual, but it was also very physical. In the days since that moment of brutal crucifixion, a murder, really, all of creation waited in silence, grieving. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. With eyes exhausted from grief, one follower pulled herself out of bed before daybreak and walked in stillness to the graveyard. Mary Magdalene was prepared to honor the dead and just to be near her friend, as near as she could be. Jesus was dead. And Mary chose to stay with her grief, to let the tears come, to allow her physical self to express the things going on inside of her. She didn't rush past the hopelessness or despair or anger that she felt. And because of this, she, Mary, a woman, is the first witness to the resurrected Jesus. Jesus met her in the middle of her sadness and asks her, why are you weeping? Now, I don't think he asked this question of her or of us because he needs to know the answer he probably already does. I think he asks us, why are you crying to be with us in our pain? To experience our pain with us. And in the resurrection, we get to share in Mary's shock and probably fear and anger as she discovers an empty tomb. Where have they taken the body of my Lord? And then that moment when she hears his voice say her name in the way that only her friend Jesus could say her name. And her whole self probably leaps for joy, probably screams with delight, hugs him, tears falling in overwhelming gratitude and joy and shock and awe. And in the moments after that, she is obedient to her Lord. Instead of staying with him and just clinging to him, he says, now go and tell everyone. And she does. She's the first witness, the first apostle to the resurrection. She obeyed and shared the good, good news of the resurrected Jesus. Jesus himself was healed and made whole, and he sent Mary to tell everyone of that healing and wholeness. So this Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the physically risen Savior, how is Jesus inviting you to literally follow him? How can you encounter him in a physical way? Because Jesus lived a physical life, suffered a physical death, and was physically, literally brought back to life. And he called his followers to walk with him, to go with them.
So this resurrection, let us allow Jesus to heal us, to make us whole. Let's be honest with our brokenness. Let us be like Mary in our willingness to share the good, good news of healing to everyone who will listen. Lord of such amazing surprises, I praise you for this joy too great for words, but not for tears and songs and sharing. I praise you for this mercy that blots out my betrayals and bids me begin again, to limp on, to hop, skip, and jump on, to mend what is broken in and around me, and to forgive the breakers. For this yes to life and laughter, to love and lovers, and to my unwinding self, for this kingdom unleashed in me and I in it forever. I praise you for this resurrection madness, which is wiser than I, and in which I see how great you are, how full of grace. Alleluia. Amen.